Praise the Lord. It is so good to see all of you guys. I would have you to know that our church is full of guests today. Praise God. And that is awesome. I don't know what's going on. This is the second week in a row that the members have kind of been shy and guests have filled the pews. And praise God, we, uh, we honor both our members, but we also honor our guests. And thank you for coming. You know, God has a plan. And uh, I'm thankful that it's not up to me how things go. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to be honest. When I first seen this skit come up, I'm like, oh, goodness, John. You know, because, you know, he don't tell us. He just does stuff like that. But once again, it happened to, by the Holy Spirit, fall right into my message today. So, praise God. And I uh, I just want to thank you. Keelan, you got a word, little brother? You good? He's usually got a word of encouragement for us. It's my little guy right there. Okay. Well, everybody's welcome. And uh, I, I testify to uh, Brother Ken, man, his heart for the Lord, no doubt. Faithful to the kingdom of God. What do you got, Keelan? Amen. That's my little guy right there. Praise God. Out of the mouth of babes. All right. Praise God. So we have come to the conclusion. I'm extremely excited because uh, we've been preaching for, man, weeks to get to this place in the Bible. Uh, and we have been talking about the fruitful growth of faith. Uh, and we have now arrived to agape love. And uh, it's one of my favorite subjects in the Bible and one I come to back to frequently and I always learn something new. So exciting, exciting, exciting. Uh, we're we're going to start our scripture reading in uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But before we... Do that, I just want to speak freely for a second. So if you will, turn to Galatians chapter 5. And join me. If I can get there, praise God, there I am. So really the main thing I need you to understand, I forget that this ain't the mic, we, we're rocking now can't move very far because online. But uh, the main thing I need you to understand today uh, is the fact that the Holy Spirit does two things in our lives. Uh, and it's very important for this particular message for you to understand the difference in two things. Uh, and that is the fruit of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 
Are you with me? Uh, and what I want to explain and get you to understand, because you won't understand the fruitful, fruitful, so I say fruitful growth of faith without separating and understanding these two. Because what is a gift? It's something that's freely given, right? Uh, but let me tell you something about your character, right? Because just like this message was saying, God is continually in your life trying to shape and develop you into the image of Christ. That is your character. See, we're, 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 we're running hard after love. And not the silly love in the world. We're talking about the love of God. Are you with me? And I feel like most Christians have lost the understanding of this development of the character and God's prescribed goal for your life as a Christian. Somebody say the gifts are free, but that character is going to cost you some. Yeah, just like the chisel, right? The guy, it hurts. Hey, but praise God, right? Uh, so I wanted to start out with that so you can kind of get a synopsis of where we're going with this thing. And you can understand that the fruitful growth of faith, add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, which we went over last week. And this week, we're at agape love. God's prescribed goal for your life. The Bible says that God is agape. Very interestingly enough, the Bible also says that Christ is the image of the invisible God. So if God is agape and Christ is the image of the invisible God, and we're being conformed into the image of Christ, agape love has a lot to do with what God is doing. And I found it very important to not bring you Greek and Hebrew definitions, but let the Bible interpret the Bible. Right? Are you with me? How many wants to know that everything you need to know is actually written in English? Uh, God has a way by His Holy Spirit to communicate to us things through the Word of God. Uh, and there's a process in which how we develop. Now, if you want to... Uh, stretch your studies and, and go into deeper understandings, I would advise you to study Hebrew and Greek uh, because you need to. But for the gist of what the Holy Spirit is trying to deliver to us, we can understand by what? The Holy Spirit. In English, the Word of God. Praise God for that, right? Without the Holy Spirit, it don't matter if you study uh, Hebrew, Greek, uh, Latin, French, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're not going to see and understand spiritual things, the things of God. So, uh, if you will, join with me. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. And it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the lust, or the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. 
Somebody say, but. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Man, if I could preach right here for 250 minutes, I would get you in there. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are these. Paul goes into breaking down what is the flesh and what is the Spirit. He says, now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornications, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred. Somebody say contentions. Jealousies, outbursts of wrath. Somebody say selfish ambitions. Dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, which is wild parties, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice, say practice, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Man, how many know it's like you can flip through all the channels, you ain't going to hear a message like that. Praise God. That's why you need to study the Bible. Are you with me? You need to understand. Paul directly tells you, hey, if these are the things you practice, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Somebody say, but. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Gentleness, self-control. Here's the key. This is the beautiful part. This is your freedom. Against such, there is no law. All right? And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. In this verse, he says the fruit of the Spirit is love. He didn't say the gift of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. And against such, there is no law. But the reason I need you to understand the difference between gifts and fruits the first Corinthian church is a prime example of being a church having gifts galore. They had gifts left and right, up and down, but they lacked fruit. Are you with me? And guess what? That church was a mess. Are you with me? That is a very interesting thing. Uh, and we could go deeper into that, but we're not going to right now. Uh, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. Man, I honestly wish we could go back to the days where uh, a man of God could stand up and preach all night long and people are falling asleep because they're literally tired. Uh, man, you know that's recorded in the Bible that Paul shows up and preaches all night long through the wee hours of the morning. And we we have an attention span, and uh, we're hit, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would take me 90 sessions to really preach the love of God because the subject is so thick throughout the whole entire Bible. 
And I'm going to try to deliver it the best I can in one. Maybe two. We'll see. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. And remember the things with which I said that love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness. Against such, there is no law. Because I'm going somewhere with that. Um, Ephesians chapter 4. I want you to read with me, if you will. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. But to each one of us, grace was given. According to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave. Somebody say gave. Gifts to men. Now this he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended and went into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens. That he might feel all things. Y'all ready for this? And he himself gave. Somebody say gave. It wasn't earned. He gave. Some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, the building up of the body of Christ. So the gifts were given to build up the body of Christ. That's why the gifts were given by grace, right? Keep on rolling with me. For the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man. Someone say a perfect man. To the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Because God is conforming us into the image of His Son. Are you with me? That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. By the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of the deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love. May grow up. So somebody say, speaking the truth in love. We may grow up in all things into Him who is the head. Christ. From whom the whole body joined and knit together. By which every part does its share according to the effective working. By which every part does its share. Causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So the gifts were actually given that we would build one another up. And edify means build up. The gifts were, were given to build our character. And establish us in the image of Christ. The preaching of the word of God is to, man, it's sharper than a two-edged sword, right? Y'all better hear me. And that word's going to do some cutting on you. Pierce you straight to the heart. That you would turn away from the works of the flesh. And turn to the living God. Right? So, with that said, I want to read something that I wrote. He gave for the edifying of the body to grow up in love. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is to do with your character. Fruit, character, remember that. 
You being conformed in the image of Christ, or that's your character, being conformed into the image of Christ. The gifts were given to us freely to help us mature in love, agape love. The Bible says that God is agape. And Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Us being conformed into the image of Christ is us becoming one with the divine. Heart, will, mind, soul, body. Our prescribed goal is agape love. Somebody say the bond of perfection and the seal of maturity. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Uh, and, and the reason I'm telling you this, man, is because I need you to understand that, man, we're on a mission. We're on a journey. We're on a mission to grow into the image of Christ. You know, uh, the Holy Spirit is here to help us. The gifts have been distributed all over the body that we would grow into the love of God. All right. First Corinthians. Y'all ready for this? First Corinthians. Remember this messed up church I was just talking about. Which was also still called the church. They had some work to do. They were growing mature, right? They had some growth to do. Where there's envy, strife, and division. They're acting like mere men, not spiritual, right? Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Y'all ready? Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. But especially that you may prophesy... For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks what? Edification, building up, and exhortation and comfort to men. The reason I wanted to come here and show you this is because Paul is specifically saying, pursue love. You know what pursue means? It's the same Word that, that brings forth pursuit, like a police chase. He says, run hard after love. Are you with me? This is the fruitful growth of faith. Are you with me? Yes, sir. And then what does he also say? Desire spiritual gifts. You can't run hard after spiritual gifts. You can desire them. Are you with me? And he's even saying, uh, you know, some of the gifts are different. Some are to build yourself up. Others are to build the body. And the ones that build the body are greater. Right? So I wanted to help you understand there's a difference in, in gifts. There's a difference in fruit and gift. You judge a tree by its fruit. Man, don't get me started. We got a long way to go. See, uh, somebody can have gifts. But you judge a tree by its fruit. What fruit? The Bible gives several examples of what fruit is. The fruit of repentance, right? Uh, the fruit of the Spirit, right? God's desire for planting the seed in you, which the seed is Christ, the seed is also the Word of God, is that the seed would grow up and mature to bear fruit. That's God's prescribed goal. 
to plant Christ in you is that you would grow up and bear fruit. Are you with me? With patience and endurance. Somebody say that. That don't sound like that's overnight. How many knows if I went to plant a garden today, I went and took these seeds, I I would be a fool if I thought that was going to sprout up and bring me some good fruit tomorrow. Are you with me? The symbology that he's using is on purpose. (laughs) Because it's just like that chiseling. Right? God is into shaping your character. And let me tell you something. If you're a child of God and you live in sin, it's going to hurt. But praise God that he chastens his children so that we can grow up into all things which are Christ. Mm-mm-mm. Praise God. Turn with me to Luke chapter 13, verse 6. Uh, and I think understanding what I'm telling you right now is going to help you understand a majority of the parables spoken in the Bible. Uh, and this happens to be one of them. Luke chapter 13. I'm sorry for all the turning. I'm getting somewhere. It's getting somewhere today. Luke chapter 13. Because this is a parable that Jesus speaks. And uh, I find it very interesting. Luke chapter 13, verse 6. Uh, what did I do? Write it down wrong? I did. I wrote it down wrong. Praise God. The fig tree, where's that at? Oh, 13. That's why I'm like, huh? Okay. No, that's not. What is it? 13, 6? I was looking at 8. Praise God. Watching me. Look. Fruit of knowing your word. Praise God. I was going to have to skip this good little meat, and I'm glad I don't. Watch. Listen. It says, and I say to you, my friends. That's not it either. Oh, I'm on six. I'm not in the right place at all. All right. Thirteen. I was on twelve. Help him, Lord. Help him. I got this. Thank you. See, building the body up. Encouragement. I got this. Okay, chapter 13, verse 6. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, then well. But if it does not, afterwards, you can cut it down. Now, there's several ways that a person might interpret this passage, and I'm not going to go into uh, exactly what I see in this passage, because I've figured out that a lot of times that changes over time. But what I do want to say is it presents to you a picture of a seed being planted and one who probably is God comes looking for this tree to be bearing fruit, right? Then there's another, the gardener, Holy Spirit, possibly Jesus, I don't know, right? Something like that, right? It says, well, wait this year, 
Let me dig around its roots. Let me plant it somewhere else. Let me tell you, going to prison, God planted me somewhere else. Greatest thing that ever happened to me. Praise God. Let me dig around the roots. And if it bears fruit, then well. It's, it's displaying the patience of God. Are you with me? It's displaying the help that we have from God to shape us, mold us. Right? Praise God. You're not in this thing alone. Right? So uh, from here, let's travel to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, which is our um, main scripture reading for the day. Because with all the things that I just said, I need you to hear the Word of God. Somebody say, I'm listening. I'm listening to the Word of God today. I'm hearing what the Bible says. Not Daniel Jenkins. I'm hearing what thus saith the Lord. Praise God. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing to scrummage through the, the Scriptures continually and uh, literally be able to preach a message directly from the Bible. That seems uh, uh, like, like it might be stale in some places, but it's not. Because the, the life is in the Word. Are you with me? Uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Hear me clear, guys. This is Scripture. Word for word, Scripture. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As His divine power, somebody say His divine power, has given to us all things. Word is 
knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not speak, we have confidence towards God. Because we keep His commandments to do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment.
Whether there are tongues, they will teach. Whether there is knowledge, it will manage away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I'm known in part, but then I shall know also as I am known. This is the best part, y'all ready? Now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of them is not the least. How is it? We build the whole Christian faith on love, or the Christian walk on faith. But what Paul is telling us here is so much deeper. He said, yeah, now abide three things. We see it straightway, but it's possible to fail, understand, and teach it. The three things that remain is faith, hope, and love. 
get out of this. Uh, uh, it's good stuff. It needs to be taught. But I'm telling you, I love the freedom of next week not knowing what I'm going to preach, you know. Uh, and then just studying the scripture and be like, ooh, that's it, you know. Uh, so every time I study, I come up with new things and it's all good. Don't get me wrong. But I'm excited to close this off. Hopefully you receive that word. I love you. Jesus loves you. We're going to open the altar. We're going to pull Jay up out of his seat. We're going to pull Miss Yvonne up out of here. I'm out of here. Love y'all, man. Thank y'all for coming, too.